Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, John Clayton, of course, every Thursday at this time joins us. He's out there in Seattle. Good morning, John. Good morning. Good to talk to you again, of course. We're uh, we're a week into the NFL playoffs. Uh, John, is it one of those moments where, hey, it's fresh in our minds, or, or can we actually say that that wildcard weekend, uh, that was as rough as it gets? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, the games were not close, more than 20-point margins on all these games, and somewhat predictable because when you really think about what uh, you saw, and of course the year before, you had four wildcard teams winning, but three of the four wildcard teams were the teams that were winning on uh, on the weekend, and they were the teams that won the divisions. And of course the other team was the Kansas City Chiefs. And so what happens a lot of times is that uh, – you get the non-perennial playoff teams that are going to be the wild cards. And some years, the, the perennial playoff teams, which happened back in 2015, are the wild cards just because they lose the divisions and now have to make up. And now it creates kind of a bad set of games. John, what has Rawls done for your Seattle Seahawks as of late? I, I can't get over how many times I'm watching this guy have amazing, amazing runs. Yeah, I mean, what he does is energize the entire offense, and that's something they expected to happen this year because they wanted him to be the uh, replacement for Marshawn Lynch. And he's kind of like the uh, mini beast mode in the sense that he may not have the biggest body, but he runs with the same tenacity as Marshawn. The problem is, you know, because his body isn't as big and uh, just tends to get hurt, so he suffered three injuries during the season. But if you go back to last year, when he was filling in for Marshawn, he gained about 831 yards in a short period of time. And so what you can see is if he can stay healthy, they'll be able to have a ground game. If they can have a ground game, they have a chance to win. Okay, going into New England, you got Houston in this defense that just looked absolutely awesome last weekend. I don't know if it was the competition or is the fact that Clowney decided to show up and do something spectacular. Do you see Houston doing anything whatsoever against Tom Brady? I see the bus arriving at the stadium. Yep. I see that uh, they'll be able to put the uniforms on. They'll yep. have warm-ups. And then, of course, after that, everything goes downhill. I mean, because you go back and you look in week three, you know, they had Brock Osweiler at quarterback. They had the same defense on the field, and they end up losing 27 to nothing to Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And so now Tom Brady's there. So Tom Brady can attack that very talented defense. And it is a good defense. I mean, it was it finished number one as far as the stats at the end of the season. But the problem is the stats on the offensive side don't justify anything. This will be a blowout. Speaking of things going downhill, the Dolphins season, I guess, maybe ended as we expected, but perhaps not as we'd hoped because a playoff win would have been nice, all as, as outlandish as it probably would have been to obtain. Now with this news today about Vance Joseph uh, being the head coach now of the Denver Broncos, are you surprised that he got that job coming off the Dolphins season? 
Uh, off the season, yeah, but not surprised because, uh, you know, he had one guy that has been in his corner for the last couple of years, and it's John Elway. I mean, John Elway liked him enough that uh, he was considering him for coach before Gary Kubiak took the job, and then they came back and they wanted him to be the defensive coordinator. But the problem was he was still under contract to Cincinnati, and the Bengals wouldn't let him out to be defensive coordinator. They had to let him go for the interview, but they didn't have to let him go for defensive coordinator. So uh, it was a battle now between Vance and uh, – you know, Kyle Shanahan, <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan still could not uh, really take the job if he was going to be offered because he was still uh, in the playoffs. And so now what has to happen is that, uh, you know, John was comfortable with Vance. Now he hires him and gives him the chance to see if he can keep Wade Phillips, if he can go ahead and uh, get Mike McCoy or make some other options as far as the coaching staff. But no, John Elway liked Vance Joseph, so I'm not surprised at all that he's the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Speaking of Shanahan and Matt Ryan, the Atlanta Falcons offense, do you see Seattle's fast-paced defense stopping what's going on in Atlanta right now? Containing, not stopping. I mean, because I think you go back to the game that they played in Seattle in the middle of the season. Uh, first half, Seattle did a great job. It was 17-3 to over the course of the game. They got 13 hits on Matt Ryan, and that, of course, being the key, you get hits on Matt Ryan or any quarterback, you're going to have a little bit of an advantage because the quarterback's going to be a little bit off. But uh, then all of a sudden, Ryan started to hit some things, got 21 points in the third quarter. So so for Seattle, what they have to try to do is first have Richard Sherman try to contain Julio Jones. And even though Jones had a pretty big day, over 100 yards, in man-to-man coverage where Richard Sherman was trailing him, uh, it was only 40 yards for Julio Jones. And so now there's going to be more coverage. There's going to be better communication because Cam Chancellor is going to be in the game. He wasn't there the last time. And then, of course, they'll have the uh, three main pass rushers in the game. Yeah, it's to be Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, and Frank Clark. So another great defense is the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to be going up against Ben Roethlisberger, who has thrown six touchdowns versus seven interceptions. And I know the defensive backfield for Kansas City is strong, and they have picked off Matt Ryan in order to win games for pick sixes. What do you see going on right now with Pitt and KC? Great game. I mean, absolutely a great game and a great matchup because uh, you're right, uh, Kansas City's defense is at home. They're very good. It's talented. But, of course, it is Ben Roethlisberger. And they're kind of a little different in the playoffs now because this is the first time they've really had Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was phenomenal in the first game. I mean, since coming back from the suspension, he's put up some unbelievable numbers for running and catching. And so can the Chiefs contain him? Because now you have the triple effect. You have Ben Roethlisberger, you have Antonio Brown, and you have Le'Veon Bell. If they can contain them, then it can go on and next week play New England. You think Le'Veon Bell's feeling himself a little bit too much talking about revolutionizing the running back game? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit too much. I mean, uh, what he's going to be Stephon Curry, and it's like okay, fine. Uh, you know, what I think that you know taking a little bit too too seriously what he's able to do. But I tell you, he's a great back. You know, I heard some people talking about how Roethlisberger, okay, he was in the boot at the end of last game, but he says he's going to be fine, that he's playing, and I think he's already out of the walking boot. But I heard some people talking about how Roethlisberger has a little bit of a reputation as being a guy who milks these kind of, like, injuries so that uh, he looks heroic when he winds up playing. Have you ever heard any of that? All the time, yeah. I mean, that's one of the uh, dramas of uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He loves to play to the injury because he likes people to think he's coming back from incredible injuries. I mean, you know how tough he is. 
I mean, last year he played with a separated shoulder in the playoffs, and I, I can't tell you how many times he'll come off the field, maybe go to the locker room, and then come back triumphantly uh, back from it. But that's just the nature of Ben Roethlisberger. He does dramatize all those injuries. So now we're going to Jerry's world. we got Green Bay Packers who are hotter than anything right now, and especially their quarterback, Rodgers. How do you see Rodgers playing indoors finally in the playoffs against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I think he can do well because, I mean, you can see how hot he is and how good he is. Now it's going to be a little bit different without Jordy Nelson. Can't imagine Jordy playing with that with that injury that he has with the ribs. But the problem facing the Packers is their defense. And you can see that. I mean, going into the first time they met this year, what happened was that uh, in the three games prior to that, they were giving up like 48 yards a game rushing. But that's because they were taking on teams like Minnesota without Adrian Peterson. So what happens? Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys rush for about 190. And so that's the problem facing the Packers. They're not good at stopping running quarterbacks. They haven't been good in that for years. Dak Prescott can run. Ezekiel Elliott can run. So now it's a matter facing those problems. Can Aaron Rodgers do a Hail Mary and outscore the the Dallas Cowboys. All right, John, hang on here. We're going to get some questions uh, from the listeners for you, all right? Okay, sounds good. All right, John Clayton, every Thursday this time, you want to get on 786-360-0790. You can text in your questions to the professor at 67974. It's the only time and place that you can talk to the professor yourself. Doesn't it sound like John always has to go run and do like oh, a pee Oh, he runs away. Oh, yeah, he always sounds like he runs, he runs away. away. Go to the bathroom real quick. coming up. <laughs> okay, Hey, get access to last-minute Heat ticket offers by signing up for Heat Game Day tickets presented by 790 The Ticket. Sign up today, and you will receive offers straight to your phone. It's easy, convenient, affordable for all of Heat Nation. The next Heat Game Day tickets offer is going to feature $7.90 tickets. Yeah, that's right. For next Tuesday's game against the Rockets, that's $7.90. No fees. Sign up for Heat Game Day tickets now at heatgamedaytickets.com. You get notified about upcoming offers. Heat Game Day tickets presented by 790 The Ticket. We got John Clayton with us as he joins us every Thursday at this time. Let's get right back out of here. And if you want to get your questions in for John, 786-360-0790. What do you make of what's going on with Odell Beckham in New York? Because you got the general manager, you got Eli Manning, of course, and uh, they're openly critical. I feel like it's pretty rare that you got guys who are openly critical in the media about the guy who's pretty much your best player. Yeah, I mean, he's just immature. I think that's the big thing, and he's has got to grow up. And I guess you can say it's not like they can force him to grow up. It's just that he has to do it on his own terms. But it's just that he just doesn't handle things the right way. Now, on the, you know, I guess you can say on the positive side, at least he's not getting into trouble other than hanging out on South Beach with Justin Beaver. Uh, you know, that's interesting that he does that but it's like that 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 story i think was well overrated because you notice he doesn't get arrested he just has a tendency to either flip out on the sidelines you know do dumb things that gets penalties that uh, can cost the team or now put a hole in the uh, wall over at lambeau field but you know at some point you figure he's young He's just got to simply grow up. Now, is there a time limit here where, okay, the Giants, we're going to give you one more year to shape up? Like, is, is there a time limit here? No, not really. I mean, he's too talented. He just got to go, go with it and just hope that he uh, turns it. And, you know, again, the big thing is he still doesn't get arrested or anything like that. So that's the positive thing of this. But still, this the little no- annoying things. You know, I mean, you put up with the talent uh, because he's so good and you have to just put up with some of the bad stuff. Do you think the media is a bit unfair to him? Because I feel like the media has an obsession with him, but I assume some of that has to do with the market he's in. 
No, but he plays into it himself. I mean, that's why I think you put that on him because, I mean, you go back to, you know, just different times where, you know, you look and you see other guys get fined. I mean, you know, for example, I think, you know, he he, he celebrates way too crazily and all those things. But, you know, uh, if you ask him about it, he'll talk about other players getting not getting fined and him getting fined, and then he gets fined. All right, John, these text questions are coming in on the text line at 67974. A texter asks, what is really actually discussed in head coaching interviews? What kinds of questions do they ask? Well, I mean, normally a guy like uh, Vance Joseph or any other person is going to do a little bit of studying in the team. And the big thing is, okay, so what's your plan? What type of coaching staff are you, do you think that you can get? What's going to be the way that you're going to handle things? And, of course, you know, over a six-hour period, you know, everything can be asked because what you're doing is taking your franchise in and entrusting that person to be the one that's going to take it to the next level. And so, you know, different uh, people may have different ways to interview. Different teams may have different ways to interview. But in the end, of course, I mean, there's now, uh, in fact, it's kind of funny this year, there's normally about four or five consultants that are usually hired to help. This year there was only one, and that was Jed Hughes working with Jacksonville. But, for example, interviews are so important because, you know, I know that uh, Buffalo ended up hiring Sean McDonough based on a great interview that he had. And I think think that Sean McVay, the 30-year-old offensive coordinator of Washington, may get the job in Los Angeles for the way that he interviewed. With the departure of Vance Joseph, what do you make of the Dolphins promoting the linebacker coach Burke to defensive coordinator now? Well, I mean, uh, we'll see because now all of a sudden now you're short one key guy who looked to be a good uh, defensive coordinator who got along with the players. Now they'll have to make a transition to see if indeed this is going to work. But I think that obviously there's confidence here because they didn't even look for one second to go and find out there's going to be another coordinator they wanted to bring in. Let's talk to uh, we'll take some calls here. This is Terrence. Terrence, go ahead for John Clayton. Hey, how you guys doing? Hope you're having a good morning. Thank you, Terrence. Um, Go ahead. Now, my question is, do you, do you actually think that Pittsburgh would over, uh, overwhelm Kansas City? And what would be a good, a good idea of the next Dolphins coordinator, a defensive coordinator? Who would be a good candidate? Well, that's already done. They've already made their hire there. So that's uh, we'll just see how he does. I'm sure he's going to stay in the same 4-3 scheme. Now, overwhelming. I know Pittsburgh overwhelmed Kansas City in the first game. I can't imagine that's going to happen again. I mean, this game's not in Pittsburgh. It's in Kansas City. The crowd is going to be jacked up. You know that uh, this chief team can cause a lot of different, a lot of problems. And then the other aspect is that Andy Reid has had two weeks to prepare. And there's been no coach, I think, since the bye week system has been implemented implemented that's done as well in bye weeks and so I'm sure they'll figure out ways to try to contain the Steelers offense you know it comes down to if it's a high scoring game the Chiefs don't have a chance I mean they'll uh, and because they don't have the scoring ability with Alex Smith but it's of a lower scoring game then they have a chance to win here is Brian Brian go ahead for John Clayton hey there John uh got another little situation here with uh my son-in-law the dweeb Umbi. and uh <laughs> so check this out he's got a new one I got a passion for McDonald's like Romberg and my family. So we, we, we bought the best chicken sandwich you can ever eat, the Chicken McGriddle. Okay, got a bag full of them. We come home, we're chowing down Chicken McGriddles, and Ubi comes in and declines my offer for one because he's on the paleo diet. I almost slapped him, John. Should I have slapped him? No, 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 no physical violence here. We don't want that. And what was the paleo diet? Oh, uh, it's like, uh, what is, is that no carbs, the lo- low calories? It's nothing processed. It's where you just eat around the edge of the grocery store. Oh, so on. just your pure meats and John. vegetables. 
Come that's on. pretty bad. But I mean, I, I guess the big thing is, I mean, your daughter still likes him. So it's like, uh, you know, you put up and I guess you can look at it from the standpoint. It's like, OK, he's going to be healthy. That's positive. Yeah, that's John, true. I like your thoughts because it seems like you're a very family oriented man. You don't want to ruffle any feathers. If your daughter's happy, then you're happy. If your wife's happy, then you're happy. I think you figured this thing out relatively early. I, I think he had to do that. I mean, because, again, it's like it's, it's going to be her choice, not his choice. John, I got to ask you here about this Sean McVay, okay, the assistant coach in Washington, 30 years old, who's who's got an interview with, with the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, look, maybe he's qualified because he has football acumen and intelligence, but to me, that really stands out, John. 30 years old, like, you're, you're dealing with men, you're dealing with grown men, and not that 30-year-old's not a man, but, I mean, football players, these are men, and, and a 30-year-old head coach that that seems uh that, that seems really extraordinary to me it really does i mean with the the youngest i think was lane kiffin at 31 and you saw that one didn't work out too well but in this case i mean there seems to be a lot of people that like what they see of sean mcveigh i mean they think that he reminds them a lot maybe not the same personality but of like of a john gruden you know and john gruden got started very young in his career so it looks like uh, it may be early but it's his time to get a head coaching job i think he is going to get the head coaching job in los angeles like brett that's that's wild. If you all of a sudden you're in that locker room and now, hey, here's your new head coach. He's 30. I find it hard for a lot of guys in the locker room to just take onus and, and respect guys that are five or six years older than you playing wise on the field together. He's so. going to be younger than a bunch of coach, bunch he, of players. Yeah, he's going to have a lot of guys that are they'll, they'll be testing. There's going to be a lot of peeing matches if you want to go back and forth with that. There's going to be guys feeling each other out for quite a while if your coach is going to be that young. I guess the one thing to do is do his credit now. If he does get the Ram job, they're the youngest team in football. I think their average age is like 25-5, and they don't have a lot of guys 30 or older. But uh, So maybe that's the right fit. But, boy, can you imagine if he goes to a team uh, that has like a 8 to 10 guys, 32-33? Uh, that would be interesting. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. John, where are you going to be this weekend? I'm going to be Kansas City. All right. Very good. Very good. That's going to be an awesome game. Yeah, it really I, is. I can't wait to watch that one. I'd rather watch that one over the Dallas game, to tell you the truth. Well, I, which, 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 I'm sorry, Brett, go no, ahead. I was just saying, I'm, just, I'm so impressed with, with what Harrison and, and Dupree are doing on the outside of that Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And then Shazier is just probably one of the best up-and-coming linebackers I've ever seen play this game. He's awesome. John, which road teams win this weekend? Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm at a coin toss with the Kansas City game, so it may be Pittsburgh, it may not. Right now, if I was betting, I would say that Atlanta wins over Seattle, but don't count Seattle out. Clearly, uh, New England's going to win, so that's not going to be a road victory. And I don't see Green Bay with their defense winning in Dallas. So I'd say probably uh, three of four of the home teams. All right, so you think Pittsburgh's got a chance there. All right, very good, John. Excellent job. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.